Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your boy Mario, host of Thank You Again, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're back again. Yes, I know I've been slacking. Life do be like that, but nonetheless, it always feels good to be back on my bullshit. <laughs> uh, today is episode five with a good old friend of mine, uh, Devon Ray Raj. Uh, D Ray, Ray the man. Uh, Ray is an AI, which is an artificial intelligence automation software engineer and a field data warehousing specialist. Uh, he's a father of two and a great friend. Uh, we talk about various things in regards to his field of study, our humble beginnings, memories, and how he's involved with artificial intelligence and his line of work, how technology has evolved in the last five years, and how worried we should be about privacy and data and what the future holds for this kind of technology. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in and make sure to check out past episodes and please enjoy episode five with Ray. You're being recorded. You want to leave? No, I know, right? <laughs> I always tell folks, I'm like, I'm not trying to scare you or anything. What cool. is good, my man? Man, this- nothing much. Still in Austin, you know, hanging out and chilling, bro. Yo, it is good to have you on, man. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to join me here. I thank you again, the podcast. Uh, for the audience, uh, this is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a very, very long time. I'm talking about like, what, 2012, 2013? We're taking I'll it say, back. I'll say to 2011. Almost, dude. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, my <laughs> God. Dude, I completely, there's, a, there's that snippet that we're missing, that piece of history yeah. that we're missing, man. Um, so, like I said, I mentioned, um, you know, to the audience, good good old friend of mine. It's so good to have you on, Devon. Uh, you prefer Devon or you prefer Ray? Because I, I met you as Ray. And then right. later down the no, line, you're like, no, 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 it's Devon. <laughs> it's Devon Ray, man. So if you if you come to me calling me Ray, I know I already know, you know, I go by yeah. both. So just call me Ray. I'm, I'm I was like, Devon. D-Ray, D-Ray in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so good to see you, man. I mean, I know we ha- we don't talk a whole bunch, but, you know, we got each other on Facebook and sure, watching dude. our families grow. It, it's it's real cool to, like, actually get to talk to you again. Um, you know, and like I mentioned, super grateful. Uh, that, that you're on the podcast. Uh, you want to let people know, um, you know, I, I invite folks who are in interesting fields of study or creatives that, you know, I feel or I could possibly have a great conversation with. I know when we were setting this up, we were like bouncing back and forth, like what we could possibly talk about. Uh, what What is it that, that you do do, my friend? Uh, so currently I am in uh, machine learning operations that includes uh, artificial intelligent, um, you know, automations or uh, data science operations, um, automations to yeah take over jobs, uh, mon- yeah mundane mundane data entry uh, positions will probably be obsolete because of people like me. Um, uh, yeah, I just pretty much uh, I- I'm known for building pipelines from data endpoint one to you know endpoint A to endpoint B. I just get data from here to there and, and on the way I do a little transform and makes it look better uh, and send it to the right places. I could build storage systems for a company uh, in their data storage. I could build automations that, um, you know, one person, they need something done for them, like a little, like a, maybe an HR job or an accounting, you know, uh, Excel sheet and they click it, you know, they click one button and the Excel sheet is, you know, automatically filed for them and stuff like that so I'm the guy behind the scenes that kind of builds those operations that kind of ease and, and save a lot of people's time man that 
and that, that's just like putting it in plain and simple terms. I'm yeah. definitely, I'm sure there's like a lot more that goes behind it. So let's just take it back though. You know, humble beginnings, like how, you know, <laughs> like you, you mentioned, we've been friends since 2011, man. Like, you know, you want to tell the folks how we met? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, definitely met when Mario started a position at Freddy's, man. And back then I was I was known as the fry guy, Ray the fry guy. Yo, he uh, was slamming was, them fries like that. <laughs> uh, I was I was known to handle it, you know, stay stay calm during the the, the lunch rush, the dinner rush, the morning rush. I was known to to keep my composure, you know what I'm saying, and, and deliver excellent customer service. Uh, when it came to delivering, you know, people's food and, and having it for for the restaurant, uh, I was really known for uh, being really good on the mic. Uh, oh, I had the radio yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know oh. if I still got it, man. I, I probably could. So here's my. Oh, 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 man. Yeah, let me grab my mic. Oh, it's sensitive. <laughs> ah, let me get it right. Okay. So yeah, I was somebody would get their fries and I hit them with the um, uh, guess one twenty nine. Your order is now ready. Please guess one twenty nine. That shit takes you back, right? Memory unlocked, bro. Yeah. Uh, for folks who don't know, Freddie's, you know, you got a fry guy, which was which was Ray uh, Devon, who you know, like he mentioned, he was he was ace at it. Everyone loved working with Ray because I mean, all overall standout guy. And I mean, you were just quick with it. You know what I'm saying? You drop that shit quick. You boom, boom, boom. Yes, order number 187. Your custard is now ready. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, Mario had it too. He had the you know front of house kind of on on lock too. So that, that dude, that that definitely takes way back. where we started, man. But back then, I wasn't really on a good path um, to anything for my future, right? Like I didn't have any plans set. I didn't have any goals set back then. I remember I had just dropped out of high school. I had just for dropped real? out. I thought you graduated. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, I was, I technically could have graduated, but I had like yeah. seven, I think I had seven credits to earn because I was taking senior classes as a junior and I had yeah. seven credits to earn. So they were like, okay, well on, on a days you'll come for two classes and for B days, you'll only come for one. And I was like, why would I even come to school? And I was like, well, let me right. just come on a days and knock out one day. They're like, you can't do that. You need to come on a day and B day. That kind of shows you how like messed up the yeah so i was like all right so i was talking to a counselor and they're like hey bro you can do the same thing at college you can have an a day b day at college you can do the exact same thing maybe take classes when you want to take them at night mm -hmm. even and i was just like yeah word well i'll just go to college then some somewhere down the line so i got my ged and just kind of went along with my life that's good man it, it's so good because i i know like i mean not going too into depth but like that time was a dark time I, at least for myself too and mm -hmm. uh but i think that kind of made you know our friendship stronger too, because we kind of related with each other, you know, even though you may have been going through it a lot more than I may have, but like, oh, same struggles, that's, man. Same but, but that's how we, same. how we clicked. Cause dude, I yeah. just remember, man, like your, 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 what was it? The civic or the, was it a core, the white one? I had the accord. Yeah. Yeah. See, dude, <laughs> long time ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, so oh, I just man. remember you, you're like, Hey, let's hop in. Let's, you know, let's go yeah. to the house. And like, you know, you, you cut hair, like, I'm telling yeah. you, bro, freshest cuts in the ATX, yeah. in Texas, in the nation. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I still have like, clients. I still have clients from like 2008. That For real? Now, yeah, you're that, still cutting hair. 
yeah, they pay like fifty dollars a cut now, um, and they 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 come to the house for the full treatment. I mean, I really this is this is definitely them talks I can't be having on recorded conversations, but yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, I yeah. Understand. yeah, they definitely come <laughs> over and get the full you know full thing and leave me a nice gracious tip. I don't charge, right? I've never charged any of my people, but they always leave a tip because I do such a good job and just do donations. It for friends and family. Donations. Yeah, donations. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I I remember, man. That was like the like the best thing about our friendship. Like I knew I could come to you you know, give you a donation, fix me up real. I'm t- dude, people complimented, you know, to this day, man, I, I got photos on Facebook of like the haircuts from just from selfies or whatever. And they're like, damn, yeah. your hair looks real nice. And I'm like, dude, my boy Ray hooked it up. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll leave it at this right here. I, I know people right now, they have their barbers, right? Cause I'm so busy throughout the day. I can't cut hair, you know, on the yeah, yeah. I got kids. I got a family. I can't be cutting hair because I'm a full-time job. I do multiple things right under mm-hmm. contracts, but like, um, People will come to me before their most important events. Rather come to me than a barber. Oh, I I would definitely yeah. put my life in your hands. Yeah, bro. So they they have an important event. I think prom and like you know I think a somebody weddings weddings. Yeah, yeah, weddings. They'll come to me and like, hey man, I heard you're like like you won't mess up. You know what I'm saying? Like I need this kind of cut. You know, please just just handle me. I know you got me. You know what I'm $100. saying? dollars. Yeah, <laughs> bam. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you're the you're the man. I heard. So yeah, that kind of that, that's just skill that I've had since way back. That and that's something that you can never get rid of, and it'll help you out down the line. You know, like you know, the economy takes a shit. You know, people still need haircuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh okay, yeah, bro, college. I was cutting in dorm rooms like crazy. That was my thing. Oh man, that's a good good hustle, man. Like <laughs> easy money. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. not easy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, and, it's effort. It's effortless at this point. Yeah, at this point, he's like. You know, yeah, yeah, I just be talking and that's it. It just happens. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm about to fly into Texas just to get a haircut. Shit. I mean, yeah, I'm not, dude. you know, I don't hate my barber, but it ain't you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, dude, I just remember going to your house, getting cut up, N64 it, get some food. And that was it. That was big chilling on the days off or like, you know, when we had spare time, if you weren't busy kind of deal. And yeah, man, yeah, that man. was that was the gist of it. I still have the stuff you gave me. I, I got... I got the controllers that you gave me for the N sixty four. Take me back, bro. Take me back. I have Mortal Kombat four. I got the <sighs> Mario Kart. Like you, you, because you were moving. I think you were moving to Colorado. I think if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, I got into some shit. I got into some shit. Like I said, <laughs> low point in my life. I had no goals, no aspirations, no ambition. Yeah. I was in a. I had ambition, but uh, you know, I was like, I'll figure it out one day. But that was always yeah. like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And and then that's I cannot think that led up to that point where like. Yeah, I'm going to go to call because that's I remember you telling me that I'm going to go to Colorado for a bit. Uh, I'm not disappearing. I'm just I got to clear my head. And I'm like, hey, bro, like if that's yeah. what you need to do to take care of business, do it. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm just getting rid of all my shit. You want my my N64 stuff? And I'm like, are you sure are you positive? You're like, yeah, man. I'm like, all right. Yeah. You can't take this. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I still yeah. have it, bro. I still take care of that kind of stuff because it meant a lot to me that, you know, we were we were pretty close and you're like here like please like take care of it and you yeah, know yeah, and so yeah, that that was big chilling man but uh, it's good to see that how far we've come within that time period uh you know let's fast forward a little bit like how did you like you know going into college how did you like get into transitioning into like field data warehousing and like ai automation like at, like what like clicked in your head you know what that's what I want to do. Right. My life's always been a real funny story. Um, so 
let's we're going to rewind a little bit back to Freddy's when I came back from Colorado. I started at Freddy's in Pflugerville. Okay. And I'm, I made With my Michelle, way up, right? Yep. I made my yeah. way up to, made my way up to supervisor. Right. Gee, and, watch out. Uh, yeah, I was I was doing big things. I started taking it serious, you know. I started closing with Tino, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Um, you still talk to all those cats? Like I am. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tino's a GM at the Round Rock location. Oh, what's up? About the crazy up. stuff, man. That that's a dude who's been working since the ground, right? So for uh, real. They, the kind of guy you want as a GM. But that's like a he's like a hustler, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no was, no bullshit, no nothing straight. Right, right. Do what he has to do. He was very strict on everything. Um, so I'm at Freddy's. This guy comes in and he asked me how to you know fix a ketchup machine because the ketchup wasn't working. At the time we had fry sauce, so it was like this metal fry sauce pump. Yeah. I I uh, this I I I I do the fry pump and he's asking me, what's that do? What's that do? What's that do? And I was like, man. This guy asked me all these questions for you know what I'm saying. I said I want to hit him with like, bro, I'm just, I'm just, I got fries, I got to drop. Are you hear the beeping sound in the back? That means something's burning, bro. I gotta get back. You know what I'm <laughs> so uh, I, I, you know, I'm, so I'm doing the fry pump, and he's like, "What's that, dude? What's out there? I was this, 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 that, that. You know, kind of lacing them up, and then I, yeah. you know, ease it in there. Like, there's your fry sauce, man. Come back. You know, it's going. You can have as many as you want. Like, just man, move, right? Just so, don't break it. He stops me. He goes, "Hey, man, do you feel smarter than the people you work with?" It's kind of like, fucked up. <laughs> and so I paused and I was like, I don't want, I don't know what kind of situation I'm about to be in. But I was like, sometimes. And he goes, You want to talk? And I was like, Look, man, I'm not doing the commission shit. You guys come in here asking me to sell vacuums. I'm not doing that shit, man. He's like, <laughs> like He goes, Yo, no. the vacuum. <laughs> he goes, He goes, No, 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 for real. I mean, I get you a job working at a factory. And I was like, well, it pays more than yet. He's like, I can get you $12 an hour. I said, give me your card. Give me a number. Give me a number right now. I got to do this right now. That's crazy. $12. That was like rich money back then. Damn, going from $8.50 to $12 an hour. I was like, yeah, what's get, up? Get me the, right? get me the a, bands. I can afford the apartment now, bro. So um, um, I, I got the job at the, at the factory. And they put me directly on a laser that cut sheet metal for Boeing airplanes. Oh, wow. And... I didn't know shit. They're like, you're going to be running this machine right here. I said, y'all got the wrong fucking guy. <laughs> uh, I flip patties. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, I don't I, cut metal. Yeah, bro. I, I don't know about this. And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to teach you everything. Right? So they oh, so you kind of like entry? Yes. Yeah, so they, right. they, they, they give me like a blueprint book. And they give me, you know, how to read blueprints and how to code the machine. And I got good at it. So good that I was automating the machine. They cut four or five jobs for me when the guys behind me were only cutting one job at a time. Oh, wow. um, so I got good because the machine had like different pallets and you can switch the pallets. And if you set mm-hmm. it all up in the code, like switch to this pallet, switch to this pallet, run this job, run this job, it would do it by itself. And it had all the capabilities automated. to do it automated. So I would have that running for four or five hours and would do nothing but sit there and kind of watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked for a raise. I got a lot of money. I started feeling really good by myself. They started demanding more. I started getting paid more. I was, you know, a lot of stress. They wanted all this yeah. shit. They you know, expect me to do all these jobs every day because I was so good at it. Um, I realized I was kind of good at math. It's like, I'm really good at math. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So let me just try to go to ACC. Went to ACC, started college. So I wanted to be an accountant. Okay. Uh, started accounting, didn't work out. Switched up real quick. Yeah, realized I was just good at math. Let me just stick to the math path and just choose math. I'll choose math as a major in case I want to go be an engineer. Yeah. Um, I started liking math and math and math and more and more math. Um. Fast forward to the university. I'm still working at this factory, going part time. I was going to the university, and I'm I am at this point 
running the machine eight hours at a time while doing homework. I oh, you were just like, yeah, bro, working there, and like watching it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I bought a I bought a dry erase board and was doing dry erase shit next to my machine, uh, all this shit. And then one day I was just like, all right, well I got this far. Let me just start saving money so I can just go to college and finish. Uh, that happened, but it didn't work out like I wanted to. I went into serious debt in college, but not much because I had my associates from ACC, um, continued on math. And then I got an internship where uh, I thought I was going to be, I thought I was going to go to the internship to be a teacher, learn how to be a teacher okay, uh, and be around these mentors who are teaching younger people. But I get around this guy and he's teaching people how to code. This is 2016 in Austin. He's teaching people how to code. And he says, hey man, you're a math dude. He's like, you know, you can do math on computers and get paid for it, right? I was like, paid, like how much? He's like, like six figures. Sheesh. I was Easy. like, oh, word. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> I think I did that already on the machines. So um, uh, I look at the code. I learned how to code. I learned Python first. Um, and then I learned C++, which no one really learns C++ anymore. But it's good to know when you're learning with Python, because there's this mm. thing later on that's called Cython that lets c plus plus functions run a lot faster in python able to utilize those functions what's the deep. what's the universal code right now like what's what's something everything's using did you end up learning that code everything's using i mean everybody who's coding right now is trying to learn python as fast as they can is that like the the standard right now then it's not really it's, a, it's not really a standard it's just python can do a like a range of things more. yeah oh, it has more it's a, it's a bigger toolbox i see right um there's java there's c uh c is just kind of back in behind the behind the stuff i mean there's like front end stuff that does like javascript which is like uh like your web page stuff yeah um i mean there's not really a big push for that because there's a lot of like no code creators you know you can go in and create your own website with like no code yeah. you know what i'm saying and then you kind of drag yeah, and drop your website yeah so a lot of that's kind of being pushed away and um but python you're able to create like you know, the cloud, you're able to create uh, data science, you're able to create statistics that do machine learning, you're able to do a bunch of uh, cool things with Python that allows you to kind of uh, work in different positions, directions, and all kind of stick together in one, in one, one address, like one place kind of handles everything. One stop yeah. shop, Python is it allows you to do a lot of stuff. So it's just streamline it. Yeah, this guy had me learn in Python in 2016, and I was like, man, I got, I just need a job now. I've been doing this little intern thing for you, building functions for you. Uh, what do I do now? And he's like, just put on your resume that you've been working or whatever and just go get you a gig. Um, started getting these little IT internships. I was running like four or five IT internships at a time in a semester, bro. Because, you know, I, I hustled, bro, but I wasn't stupid. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, hustle. So I, I learned everything under the sun, bro. I had four or five internships, full-time school. I was doing Uber to get a little bit extra money. Uh, some internships were not paid. That's how I was getting all yeah. that experience. I said, well, I'll just, let me just work for you. Teach me how to code more and yeah. don't pay me. And they're like, all, all right. right. <laughs> yeah, and the, start, and the startup atmosphere, they're like, so you don't want to get paid? And I was like, no, 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 I just want to learn. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We need more of that. We need more of that. You got friends that do the same shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> Free labor, what? Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, so, like, uh, <laughs> so um, I was on that train for a while, man, and just was really, I got, I, I, I networked so hard that I got people right now that are, you know, that need me back for their startups, contracting me back for their startups to get stuff launched off the ground that I might have created way back that they built off more and they just need 
more fundamentals attitude and it, it put me in a really good spot that I'm in now. Um, but yeah, it took, what got me to the, the automation part is the machine learning part that kind of grounds all that. And then when I, when I got to a space where um, the college had like, the college picked their top 10 students or whatever to kind of be in this program that earned like, uh, they did a study on like minorities uh, in a subdivision who had a bunch of heart problems. And okay. Jacks, Jacksonville, Mississippi, that had a bunch of heart problems. And I don't know how much I can talk about this, but I will tell you as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Jackson Heart Association. Um, they did a study on, you know, black folks um, in the area that had heart problems over like a 15 year period, different phases. So phase one was like the first one, two, three years to get everybody in. Uh, the second phase was like 10 years later. At that point, we started seeing mortalities and then at 15 years, whoever survives after 15 years, we kind of get more and more data uh, about, you know, how the heart problems progressed or different, you know, and it was, we're having like 400 rows, I mean, 400 columns of, of features, right? So, so it's various, like, various data. Yeah, bro. Like, like one of the, one of the columns is a uh, salt intake, how far they live from McDonald's, um, how far they live from their nearest grocery store. Um, do they walk? Do they own a car? Uh, do they ever use a bicycle? they exercise uh, one day a week, they exercise five days a week, stuff like that. So we got a, uh, got a chance to kind of see like um, what those, we built these data science statistics and end up finding that like your salt intake contributes, contributes a lot to your, your heart health. And I fell in love right then and there with like the whole data science, the whole machine learning stuff. And then automation came into play where like, hey, you can apply this to automations and automations. Robots can use the learnings to learn more and make their own decisions. So you can get paid a lot doing that shit. Well, quotations on learning and on its own and all that. It's crazy how much data there is and how much these companies want to pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. you learn so much from the various data like you mentioned like well how far do they live from mcdonald's so how can we capitalize because mcdonald's might be like well shit well if if we have x amount of people maybe if we you know lowered the soda by 10 cents mm-hmm. we'll get three times as much profit because xyz amount of people you know what i'm saying it's like different yeah. variables which is always interesting to look at especially yeah the data i see now for companies i think i got i got a chance to visit like a marketing team and work with them for a few months mm-hmm. the amount of data i see that's used in marketing is sick. insane oh i yeah. can imagine dude i could imagine because the data that i'm provided with like with the podcast it's cool mm-hmm. it's got like little graphs and everything yeah it'll it'll tell you like how you know without getting super into detail but like you know, who your demographic is, who's listening, how long they're listening for, where can you can capitalize, where it drops off, when people stop listening, where would be a good spot to put an ad in to generate the most revenue for you. It's a pretty cool little tool that, you know, that we got um, for hosting. Uh, Which brings me to my question, how much has your field of study evolved since you started? You're talking about you started in 2016, 15, that's mm-hmm. that's almost five six years ago how yeah. much of this coding and automation has changed since then i feel like it's changed drastic they say computer power changes like twice fold every other year right yeah so dude. i could imagine uh from what i've seen 
Um, I think what I'm doing now, I think I could have done five years ago with the exact same hardware I have now. Uh, okay. I will say, I will say um, when it comes to like the, the learnings, the machine learning part, there are some new like software upgrades, cloud additions. Uh, definitely, there's a huge change in like the storage, right? There's like the the hard drive space and like the solid state. Yeah, you know, that, that was a that, huge. Yeah, that jump itself was. But that was in play in 2016. Like in 2016, I was told like, "Yo, take your MacBook hard drive and throw it in the street and stomp <laughs> on it. Go get you right now a solid state." I did that and it changed. Yeah, my but life back in my, 2016, yeah. solid states were expensive. Oh they, um, yeah. <laughs> they were expensive. You know what I mean? So they could yeah. tell you throw it throw it out in the garbage all they want, but to the consumer, yeah, you know, your I, uh, your hard drive is let's say a hundred bucks, but the solid states were like five hundred dollars at the time, right? Yeah, this is yep. just an example. Yeah, and my, so uh, one twenty-eight gigabyte in twenty sixteen was a hundred dollars. And then now that one twenty eight is about twenty twenty eight dollars. Yeah, something, and it's even crazy to think because you you remember like the even with like the PS two the memory cards, how much did uh, that memory card have? Eight, eight megabytes. Eight megabytes, <laughs> and that was like, yo, I could save all these games, and now it's like the PS four needs more than a terabyte to even yeah. do anything. Don't let me get the thirty two gig PlayStation two memory card. All right, I'll never need them. You have three or four memory cards. You got some tape on it. You say, all right, Grand Theft Auto, Gran Turismo, Dragon Ball Z. All right. Where's the one with Tony Hawk? Where's the one with Tony Hawk? Where's the memory card at? Mom, I've lost it. Oh, man. Oh, I threw those away. Oh, hell no. My life's over. But yeah, it's crazy, though. Like, just from that evolution alone, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just what data space, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'll give you a really good example of AWS, right? So AWS has these things called Lambda functions. And when Lambda functions first came out, it allowed you to do these microservices. You could put Python scripts into play and kind of have it based around some kind of trigger. Uh, if new data entered the S3 space, which is like the data warehousing for Amazon, mm-hmm. you could apply a trigger to it and have these data transformations happen and kind of like be able to pre-process your data before going into another step with these Lambda functions. These Lambda functions could take your data, wash it, clean it, and put it somewhere else so that can be used later. Um, That in 2018 was crap, but now you got 2021, these Lambda functions are off the chain. They're refined. Yeah, bro, they're like, they got built-in libraries now. it, there's this thing called layers that they've upgraded. These layers kind of hold your packages and what you allow, like your toolbox, right? You're, these layers are your toolbox. You have more and more tools now that you can kind of use in these microservices that are cloud-based triggers that are really, they're serverless mm-hmm. servers, right? They're serverless so that you can have kind of code running uh, based on like triggers or events. And uh, it's really cool to kind of see those things grow, especially when I was trying to break them and hack them uh, mm-hmm. with like Docker containers and, and, and cloud libraries um, for to now where I can kind of just input those libraries and kind of work from there and not have to break everything and, and try to get it to work. And yeah, See, big improvements in the automation space for sure. Yeah, and that's just within the last, I mean, last five years, it's only going to double up soon, I, ass- oh, yeah. I, I assume, uh, which it's cool that you talk about all these pros about this new technology. Do you ever take like a step back to see maybe if there's like 
uh, any cons to this? Because, I mean, we're always thinking positive when it comes to technology advancements, but we never take that step back. Well, well hold on. What, what about the negatives? Like some that I kind of wanted to touch up on, maybe that you might have an opinion or, yeah. or statistics with it, such as like um, physical warehouse spaces with uh, like, you know, with server, like we're talking about servers, you know, even though cloud-based servers, it's got to go up and it's got to come down, right? Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna burst your bubble on this one, man. There's no such thing as a cloud. It's a it's a warehouse with yeah. a bunch of fucking hard drives. That's why I figured as much. Yeah. So uh, it's just a warehouse, bunch of hard drives, and the energy it takes to run those things. Right. You can look at Google's electricity bills. I don't know if they're public or not. But I know they spend like close to a billion dollars on electricity to keep these uh, storage, uh, you know, data warehouses and stuff, and try to exactly keep those running. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you could your your company like a uh, enterprise can pay for a lot of space. I know Microsoft is really good on the enterprise pricing for like their Microsoft OneDrive stuff, mm-hmm. um, and Google has their Google G Drive, Google Cloud stuff like that. And um, uh, Google has a big trade off though. Google's watching a lot of your stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, even that's why a lot of companies you won't see interfere with uh, Google and their their cloud space. You'll see them more interactive with like Microsoft and, and, and Amazon because there's less interference or less. Like, they kind of turn a not a blind eye, but they kind of just like you know like you know what as long as it's not illegal. Well, it might even be illegal. Oh no, I mean there's there's just so much going on. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah, it's kind of hard. So that, to- yeah, back to your point of it ever going into the negative of like all this like you know all these uh, what's the word such as i like innovate all these innovations right that are like happening all these cool things that are popping off like automation spaces we'll never get to a point where it's like we went the wrong direction like mm-hmm. oh shit pull the plug right um i think that on blockchain but i mean you have you have these guys pushing for this like cryptocurrency to be like the number one currency in the world and then all of a sudden the world goes to shit because this cryptocurrency made it and it's like oh great we just ruined the world what now you know what I'm saying? Like if, if yeah. automation ever gets to a point where it's like, um, you know, automation gets to a point where it's like, okay, if you give the automation the new codes and you say, okay, if we ever, if you, if humanity is bad, just go ahead and set it off. And then it runs the algorithm and algorithms like, all right, well y'all kill trees and don't really plant as much as y'all kill. So uh, our environment's going to go to shit anyways. New bam. It's just like, learns that restart is good. Wow. Get just, that 25 kill streak real quick. Yeah, bro. <laughs> You know, then it could be a problem, but right now I feel like we're on the brink of like automation and yeah, we're going to take a lot of jobs that people, you know, probably really should be trained for if it's that easy to kind of procreate, like procreate these mundane processes and all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're able to just eliminate a bunch of that work and kind of have like systems and applications that, you know, pretty much do all of like the, the minor task work any small company can use. I mean, you're eliminating like 10 employees. Right. Uh, if if Amazon figures out how to get the the cashier list, you know, registers and the you know the vision in your store, you don't need cashiers or clerks. You just need one guy who's a robot babysitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Pretty much. You just you, you'll have these jobs, these robot babysitters um, that pretty much know how to go and fix the robots when they're broken or machines when they're down or restart the systems if they ever like you know of a memory leak or something, you know, just some kind of tech dude in there watching robots. That's about it. Um, it's going to save companies a lot of money. It's going to put a lot of people out of work. 
but these people that are out of work should be pushed to learn more and more tech stuff since our, our world kind of revolves around tech. And that kind of rolls into, um, I know uh, we briefly, I was telling you about like the Joe Rogan versus, and not versus, but Joe Rogan and Andrew Gang conversation. Uh, there's an episode on the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, one of Andrew Gang's like, I guess promises or whatever was he's going to tackle automation head on. And Joe Rogan was kind of like, well, what does that mean? What, what exactly does, how is this bad for us? And what are, what are you going to do? What, what are we going to do? And he kind of goes into depth talking about like, just like you mentioned where people are going to lose jobs and that we should push for jobs in tech. Um, it's kind of difficult, especially uh, let's take an example for like, you know, baby boomers who are a little bit older than us. They're kind of, you know, they're phasing out. They're getting older. They're passing away. Um, but he's saying that if automation is to complete its cycle within the next 10 years, that these boomers will have to retire early and there will be a lot more space in the workforce. Perfect example he used was uh, uh, logistics and transportation, which is actually the field I'm in, uh, you know, that we do. We deliver, you know, freight you know, yeah. with semi trucks, we have warehouses and that he's saying that automation will eventually eliminate hundreds of thousands of jobs with these trucks over the road. They're driverless trucks because you don't have to pay a robot an hourly wage. You know, a robot is less likely to kill someone on accident because of the programming and the algorithms. Um, yeah. You know, so how many jobs are we losing versus creating? Because I feel like every hundred jobs how many are we going to make like 20 give or take yeah. because you you need time to train uh hands-on experience how many people are actually inept to learn you know mm -hmm. let's say a lot of blue collar workers just it can't click they're not right. good with math they're not good with they're, they're good with their hands but yeah. it does no good if you don't know how to code so what are what are we doing or what is your field doing to prepare for this influx of workforce you know for the generation of new jobs if we have no one to fill them just yet. Right, so there's always this trade-off when you build an automation of like, it took me a hundred hours to build this automation, but it only saved an hour of time a month. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it depends how much the human eye is needed. We can make decisions, we can make initiatives, right? Um, that robots can't. We know what's better. Um, I would say we have a heart, right? We have a beating heart. We have a mind. Um, of course, the computer has the the PC, the CPU has a decision rule set. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's, it's it's got parameters. It's true or false. We have the the true, but we have the false. But you know what I'm saying? Like our parameters aren't set binary zero yeah. one one zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even and even if like a robot, you can build multiple cases. I, if some nerds are listening, right? Here's funny. This is funny. So in robots, you can build like the if something happens, do a, these set of things. But in that set of things, you can create more ifs. So like if this is, or if this is, or if this is, or if this case, or if this case happens, or if this case, you can create as many as those you want. But you're not going to be able to get all. Yeah. Right. I can say, um, when it looks at a person, I say this person's tall, he's this, this, and this, and this, and this, but the robot's not gonna know how smart this person is or what this person's thinking. 
right? Only I can really be the judge of that. I have that that sense that that robot doesn't. There are certain mm-hmm. things that a human can judge on certain situations that a robot can. Um, yeah. It's like the, the movie Terminator. It's perfect, right? <laughs> like John Connor's supposed to be eliminated. You know what I'm saying? But like, don't don't watch the new one. Yeah, don't he's watch a, the new one. Yeah, but it's he's garbage. a kid. You know what I'm saying? It's a kid. You can't just take off a kid, right? You know what I'm saying? Maybe come back. A I mean, later. if he's gonna destroy the robots, <laughs> yeah, you know, come free back game. in. Come back right before up. then when he's taking the shit. He, he's slacking. Take him out, you know? He's slacking, dog. You know better. Oh, he's Come a on. kid, man. Let him let him have a good time. <laughs> but like that's the thing, that's the things we can we can decide on, right? So there's gonna be a lot of jobs like that. Like I think um I know farming, they're trying to do the, the whole like automatic farming, they're trying to do the automatic shipping. Um I even heard it at, at a tech talk at a conference one time, they're talking about like like plumbing an idea for like plumbing that would send like amazon packages to you or something like that or with plumbing yeah bro like like some kind of plumbing system that you would it was a far out like 2030 oh you're talking about like the jetsons with the tubes and yeah i I thought you meant like 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 plumbing like i'm like i mean i could see that too but yeah they're they're trying to do like set up things like that like stations uh the the drop off the the food cooking situation where there's no longer these restaurants there's usually like this huge warehouse of like people cooking food and they just put it down like a line and it gets shipped out to a person but why even have people cooking the food when you can have robots you know what i'm saying and that kind of that plays into how you mentioning how a human can judge if you tell a robot it needs one tablespoon of salt you know damn well a human can taste it <laughs> exactly like, you bro. know using you know what this doesn't taste good let me add right. a little bit more now how are we going to overcome that is the my question was uh you know this i actually had it written down like uh where is it when the human touch is lost in automation you know you know something that's like made with pride or love is that a gimmick is that bullshit or is that something that that we're fed as a tactic, you know, uh, you know, as a selling point, or is that, you know, I know you kind of t- touched on it as it yeah. being true, right? Because yeah. perfect example, salt in a dish, you might like extra salt. I might not like extra salt. I want extra pepper. I want no pepper, no cheese. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. It, and that's, that's because of the unlimited factors. Mm-hmm. Um, so the unlimited factors is a theory it's like uh they call it like god's god's factor uh i don't know it's been so long since i was like in math theory but uh you're always gonna have that one factor that's off every time mm-hmm. nothing's gonna be the same right so if you're barbecuing and you follow these strict word by word rules on how to make this brisket um is it gonna be like that every time most likely no. yeah but like here's here's the here's the here's the here's the factor like it's cold outside. So your coals don't burn as hot. Yep. Brisket's not all the way done. It needed more time, but you served it anyway. Cause the robot said, Hey, it's been 35 minutes. They even check temperature and be like, all right, well it is 170, but it's not like the same 170. It would be if it was hotter outside. Right. So you have to build those cases along the way. I think right now we're still at the very beginning of some things, but there, there will, there will be a huge disconnect between, you know, a robot doing something and then a, and a human. Yep. Exactly. Um, there's also the the humans have more errors than the robots do, but yeah, those are all like the simplified processes. I think it'll be a time where more and more decision making will have to be kind of, you know, based around like an like a like what if like what if like it's gonna be a it's it's a it's a strong it's a strong maybe that 
robots will ever be able to build the the comfort level of thinking of initiative or on the spot kind of thinking that a human would. And we're so, we're actually really far from that. Like I say, we're on the, on the very, very brink of like just automating like small tasks like HR and uh, eliminating those jobs, HR. Like that book title, you know, uh, do, you know, do robots dream of electric sheep. You know, it's something that, (laughs) that they can't generate just yet. You know, like, Humans can generate dreams. Robots can't. You give them an mm-hmm. algorithm and they run whatever processor that they got going. And that's yeah. it. They can't. Or maybe maybe not yet till we get yeah. to the Terminators, <laughs> where, yeah. you know, it develops its own thought, own algorithm and runs that. And yeah, so because I, I had an argument with an old co-worker because I because he was like, what's the difference between a robot making you a sandwich and, you know, someone behind the counter making you a sandwich? I was like, because the person behind the counter I can tell them, can you toast it for an X amount of time? But then if I end up changing my mind, this goes back to that God factor, they can pull it out. If I told a robot, I want it for this amount of time, they're going to just stick with that. And you can eventually change that yeah. command, but it, it's just going to be like, oh, a delayed response, right? There's always some kind of lag in. Yeah, but you feel that way. You feel that way, right? You feel like it might be difficult to, to, to deal with like robot, like robot culture. Imagine these kids coming up now. They have iPads and stuff like that, and are familiar seems- with like with automation and stuff like that. They're gonna grow up thinking like, man, this old dude can't even talk to a robot, bro. Like, what's he gonna get the weight? I heard we get your sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying For to get real. mine. That's what's gonna happen. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's trying to keep up to that level. Um, it it it, it it's making a sandwich for someone. I can look someone dead in their eyes and be like, this dude wants extra ketchup. Right? This dude wants a bigger patty than the rest of them. I got it. He gonna come back. You'll, you'll, you'll take care of him, right? You know what I'm saying a he robot don't come back to my restaurant. A restaurant update. Robot, if else zero one, I got your sandwich. Boom. That's it. There's no. There's no like. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna get to that point, man. There's a bunch of movies on it. Where, like the, the robots have gone so far, and then people are like, "What about like love? What about like people that care for each other? <laughs> what happened to human interaction?" And that's gonna you ever happen. watch uh, uh, that movie? Her? No, I haven't. That that's literally what that movie's about. That movie's about uh, um, you can download or it's it's an artificial intelligence. It's an AI. It's an AI oh. OS. Um, her name is Samantha, mm. and you could and you can buy her. And the whole movie is about him falling in love with Samantha. Oh gosh! And but when he's talking to people, he's like, "Yeah, I met this really nice girl. Her name's Samantha. We have a lot in common." Yeah, uh, he's like, "Oh wow! We, like we would love to meet her." Oh well, she's kind of shy and. And then like, um, she was in Canada. I think, <laughs> I think I don't remember it completely, but I think at the end of the movie, uh, she kind of said so the OS AI explains that I'm not real, right? I'm not real for the most part. And obviously I'm going to like your interest because I know the data that you provided to the company. So I'm going to regurgitate it. Yeah. So it's not real. Lo- and I think that it was just interesting to see how caught up we can get out how out of touch with technology yep. we can be you know it was interesting i don't know i just didn't know if you watched that movie and i was i think it's by spike lee or no i probably need to catch up with my robot movies because I'm, I'm really into this but bro and i tell you i work so dang much bro i work right now I have, i'm under i'm at two two companies i do a contract for at&t and i do a contractor for a mattress company like organic mattresses called satva um so yeah, yeah they do some pretty somehow they got a huge 
man, they, they're just – they're doing really well from what it looks like in, on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from the outside, I just – I wouldn't buy one of those mattresses. <laughs> just one of the, or- real. One of the like, organic ones it's an organic one that you can send out similar to like those companies that send you the memory foam mattresses but this one's like organic so yeah um it's better and yeah they just send it to your house and it costs a lot more i personally wouldn't i mean it's it's crazy how that the mattress scheme has changed so much too not not to go into that too much because like do we ship those all the time and it's yeah. just like It'd be like eighty year old lady, like, oh, I thought you're gonna install it. It's like, lady, just take it out of the box. And, it's yeah, done. for real. It, it kind of inflates itself. <laughs> it really does because they they gotta compress it, right? I said, man, it's gonna, you never. You have to try to stay with technology as much as you can, but the kids will they'll they'll pass you. It'll happen oh, for sure. It's it's gonna be crazy in like 20, 30 years where we're like in our fifties. Yeah, and and they're gonna have stuff that we saw in, in movies now that were like, oh, that's crazy. That would never happen. My daughter, my daughter was using an iPad at two and a half, and was dude, say, with, dude my son, my yeah, son is two years old. Familiar with the iOS, the iOS, the you know user experience. They're familiar with that experience. H three, three and a half, could go on my phone, and unlock it, yep. um, go find Netflix, go find YouTube Kids, yep, get exactly. on there, find their favorite video, and now Same. they're clicking the microphone and tell them, hey, I want to watch, you know, Mermaids, or hey, I want to watch boom. Roblox, and boom, it's right there. It's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's so funny, dude, because. My son, my 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 father-in-law, his grandpa watches him. It's actually where I took him today. Um, his mannerisms are mimicked. It's so funny, dude. My my father-in-law, and I'm sure like most older folk, they kind of like browse their phone from a distance. They use a single finger and they go like that. Yeah. You know what my son does? He gets his iPad from a distance, uses one single finger. And scrolls slowly like his grandpa. It's just so crazy <laughs> how he mimics him yeah. because that's what he's shown. That's what he knows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And same thing. He's like, he knows what Hulu looks like because we've done it where we've moved Hulu and like, let's say not even hide it, but just out of sight. Yeah. And he's kind of like, huh, that's weird. We took so Siri I- off. Yeah, we just took Siri off their iPads. Oh, yeah. My daughter, yeah, daughter was talking to Siri and it tripped us out. We're like, you know like, what? Nah. That's got to go. That's got to go. That's a, that's a little too. <laughs> that actually rolls perfectly into when is automation too much automation? That that That's a very like pressing question because it's like you said, well, you got to keep up. You got to keep up. Well, how far is too far? There's always a too far. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Well, that, I don't know. Yeah, there were always. <laughs> I mean, you can think about it. Like put a thought into the wind right now. Like what if I could just you know, order McDonald's and a drone dropped it off. Doc, five years from now, that thought's going to catch up to you. Like, oh, shit, I thought of this already. You know what I'm saying? Because I was playing Nintendo 64 thinking, like, as a kid, I wish I'd be playing something, playing somebody across the country right now on Smash Brothers. Yeah. I wish I was playing something on the internet. I would put a computer on and pretend like I'm playing somebody across the world on my Nintendo 64. Like, why haven't they done this? Boom. Boom. Xbox Live comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's on. Um, These things... They're coming and you can't stop yeah. it. You're not going to stop it. The kids are creating things now. They got 12 year olds coding, bro. Like, and they have no yeah. limit to, they have no sensor or limit to like what's bad and what's good. Like they're, they're creating, they're procreating. It's become easier and easier for children now. And you understand when you talked, like we know memes and shit, right? Like we think memes mm-hmm. are hilarious. It, it, you ever find yourself in a conversation with a 14 year old with the same fucking memes? It's crazy. 
Oh yeah. And, and and then you're like, bro, what? You know what I'm saying? Like you might say something like, uh, like bruh, or like some kind bruh. of, you know, yeah, some kind of, you know, sheesh. And then I'll everyone's on it. And then everyone's on it, bro. It's like we're all connected because of this 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 age of information and it's automation. Some, yeah, it's, it's some weird internet data culture. collections. These who to put it in front of, how to conversate, like all that stuff just put in front of us. So we all have kind of like one mind. And when I'm saying when you think of something, bro, it's gonna be it's already out. It's already being made. It's already being processed. It's cra- that's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 the future, man, and it's it's uh, I'm creating the future. When I was back then, I was not, you know, what I'm saying so for real. <laughs> but so you know, you're talking about it not being stopped. Do you feel like there's going to be a problem with like Big Brother and government involvement? I know we touched base with like with like Google, maybe knowing a little bit too much. You always hear that joke about like, oh, my phone's listening to me because I was talking about butter. And now I'm getting coupons about butter. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean, like, yeah. What when is when is that gonna come into play? Like, what what can we do as a consumer, or maybe in these companies? You know, like, hey man, like, you know too much, and I don't want you because they give you that option, like, oh, you know, do not collect the data, don't do this and that. But how much of it are you still releasing it because you clicked okay on the terms of service? You know. Yeah. Even though um, you're not, your data is not being collected, but your purchases are being watched because yeah. that's what they do with like Target Circle. I don't know if you're familiar with that program. Oh, yeah. Amazon where as well. it, Yeah. Where it's like you, you buy the same butter every time you go. Target's going to be nice. Like, hey, you buy this all the time. Here's a coupon. You're like, well, gee, thanks. Like, how'd you know I buy it all the time? Well, in the app, you know, that's what you look for is butter yep. or you look for these kinds of, cereals or soda or whatever and And it's and it's aimed it's aimed to be helpful it's aimed to draw you back right and it's like i said the marketing game is sick right now bro they i think they have access to way too much but um uh i'll start off with this bro it's it's the privacy the privacy there's so many laws about privacy now they try to Mm -hmm. do the you know the privacy act about can we collect your cookies because you see it on every website now. And now yeah. it kind of just passed. I don't know too much about it, so I can't really go on too much about it. But you're supposed to allow, you know, you're supposed to ask, like, someone, like, hey, can we accept these cookies? And even if you use, like, some kind of really whack VPN that, like, says they're going to block out everything, um, they're really only blocking out from, like, other individuals uh, that don't have, like, the access or the keys to a certain website. And that's kind of going like really deep into it, but uh, really the only the person that has like your access to information is whoever created the website. Whoever created the website can pass information along to the owner or the manager of the website. So yeah. basically, uh, as a data person, as an automation person, as a person who you know looks at all this data, uh, I have absolutely no worries about my data being taken uh, unless I was like a criminal. Yeah. Um, when you commit a crime right now, they have so much on you that it's ridiculous. Bro, if you're moving like 20 kilos of cocaine every day, they know. Yeah. They absolutely know. They already know. And when the Fed, the, the Fed, yeah, when the feds show up at your door, you should know that they know. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they especially in the US, it's the, the data is you're, you're surrounded by it, right? Um, you can't have an iPhone unless I mean, they know every single movement, you'll notice your locations on your yeah, locations you know, on. Yeah. So on an iPhone, it connects to a, a router, your like your your Bluetooth router. Okay, so Wi Fi, right? Wi Fi connects to your phone. But if you ever turn if you ever turn your Wi Fi off, notice in 24 hours, it'll be back on. If you ever turn really? your Bluetooth, if you ever turn your Bluetooth off, 
notice in 12 hours, it'll be back on. I don't know if the iOS standard has changed, but that's because it has to connect to your router, either Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Wi-Fi gives you internet. Bluetooth tells our router your MAC address is around it. Hmm. So Bluetooth records, you can see anyone's location. Because if Bluetooth, because no one's just like, oh my God, my Bluetooth connected to my router. I don't want to be seen or found. Nah, your phone was close to these routers, which touched this tower. You're in this area. Even if your Wi-Fi was off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. The 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 data game is is sick right now. And I think I think companies and and stuff like that and government should be limited on what they can see, but it's so unlocked right now. It's a game for anybody. And I think they kind of leave it like that so that startups can kind of create these like new systems that government can buy. Uh, but who knows at the moment? Who knows how, how far government will kind of get into your data. But I would just say, yeah, don't be a criminal. They know everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I think don't being a criminal is a good, good, uh, good takeaway from that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're using Coinbase to trade Bitcoin, try something else. If you, if you think you're being, you know, scandalous and like not having to pay taxes because you're using Coinbase and switching Bitcoin, don't oh, no. use, Coin, don't no, use Coin, Coinbase. Coinbase is the biggest, like, it's the most trusted source, of course, because I use Coinbase. And they tell you, they're like, all these, well, anyone that's familiar with blockchain and crypto, uh, cryptocurrency technology knows that all your transactions are public, whether or not you know how to access that, which 99% of cryptocurrency users do know. There's very, very few people that don't know how to access it. You know, it's, it's available to the public. That's yeah. why whenever, like, I don't know, did you ever get into the, the Dogecoin hype? Did you yeah, ever buy dude, into it? Uh, I bought into it and it went to four cents because I've had Dogecoin for a long time. Yeah, um, same here. I was an I idiot. Had, I bought it under a penny, sold it at three cents, and then it fucking shot up to exactly. Uh, I, sh- I sold it at eight cents. Um, I was like, all right, this is it for me. I'm not. I'm not riding this train. Um, sold it at eight cents and it fucking goes to whatever. Okay, so oh, dude, <laughs> dude, I bought it. I so that happens the first time, right? So then I buy it again at eight cents. I let it ride to fucking 75 cents. And I'm like, it's going to hit a dollar. It's going to hit a dollar. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, you just got it. It's a gamble, man. Uh, I definitely I definitely got lucky in college in 2016 and bought a bunch of Ethereum. Dude, you were the guy. I'm telling you. See, I always tell folks, I was like, I had a friend, and I want to say it was you, Uh that got me into cryptocurrency. But there was like... I think you, um, this was when Coinbase was in its infancy. Yeah, so 2016. Like it, so it wasn't like what it is now. And you're like, bro, just put 100 bucks in. And I'm like, Dude, yep. I don't have yep. 100 bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was me. That was me because I was at a party at this like UT college party where they have like, this bonfire going. And it's, I was really drunk. I was there past like 2 a.m. And this guy was just rambling about Bitcoin. Like, going in, bro. It's going to change the world. It's fucking Bitcoin. And I was like, all right, this guy's yeah. off, off, the, off the chain right now. I'm listening the hardest. And he guys on my shoulders. And he's just like, sell everything you have and buy Bitcoin right now. And I was like, this guy's wild. And he starts showing me Coinbase. And there's like 13 Bitcoins on there. And I'm like, okay, wow. dude. Like, all right, man. Was this like, one was a dollar for, for a Bitcoin? Or was no, it a little Bitcoin, bit more? Bitcoin at the time was like 256 Which is still like. Ethereum was, Ethereum was 770 Wow. So, so he's telling me to do all this stuff. Just buy something, man. So I went home. Uh, I ended up selling my subwoofers because I needed tuition, but I had a little money left over. So I bought two Ethereums and I bought like $50 worth of Bitcoin. So I had 
0.2 of a Bitcoin. And wow, it, it kind of jumps. Everything jumps. I had bought more Ethereum because it went to 10 bucks. And I had about 20 Ethereums. And then got later on, Bitcoin jumped like crazy. I was able to buy, like I was kind of trading back and forth, being really safe, but also taking a lot of money out. Um, I was able to buy a bunch of Ripple. And Ripple at the time was like 0. 0.0006 cents. But it was popping later on, yeah. Oh, and it goes like $3. Bro, I went out and went crazy, bro. But uh, IRS hit me on stuff like that. So I stopped Damn. playing those trade games. Yeah, they're for <laughs> real. When, you, when you're a college kid making like $200 a week, and then you go to the bank to pull out 80 grand, uh, somebody has to come see you about that. Yeah, they're like, what you they get wanna, this They want to sit down and talk to you. They want to sit down hey, and talk to you. Where'd you get this from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, good now because... because the internet. Because <laughs> a lot of folks, you know, like yourself, that happened to them. And that's why Coinbase now is like, all right, we'll give you statements. We'll, we'll, we're in talks with the IRS so that we don't get burned. You don't get burned. No one gets burned. We're good. Oh, yeah. The, the, the feds knew, though. There was like a few, there was guys, regular clothes that showed up at my house, wanted to take me out for coffee. And I was like, all right, cool. And they're like, hey, man, you know, a lot of monies. We're, 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 you know, because I, I pulled out the 80 and then five hit my account. I don't want to get too deep in this, but like five hit my account first and like they left behind 75. And they're like, we're not, we're not moving this until you talk to someone about it. I was like, all right, so I had 5K and I was like, well, I'll just wait on it kind of thing, right? But it never came in. Two dudes show up at my door asking me if we want to go to coffee. I was like, well, that's creepy. Two, two guys show up at my door asking if I want to have coffee. And uh, I'm like, sure. So they go to this, uh, they went to be my favorite coffee shop. Get me real comfortable. And all right, man, so I'm so-and-so with uh, the federal treasury. Uh, this is so-and-so with, uh, you know, you know Austin's kind of like, you know, a little FBI agency or whatever. I don't remember the department he was in, but one guy was the, the guy about the treasury was about the money, right? So he's like, Look, man, I'm looking back and I'm seeing you send these things to this Coinbase. And we're familiar with Coinbase, okay? We just want to know what'd you hit for? What'd you, what'd you grab? What'd you get? Or just send it to? How'd it come back? So I explained everything. Like, you yeah. Laptop? You know, we actually bring your laptop. Did you bring it? Like, yeah, I brought it to my bag. I got my laptop out and I showed transactions. You're like, It's legit. All right, right, cool, 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 man. If you're buying thing with Bitcoin, I was like, nah. He's like, okay. Make sure you pay taxes. We're out. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like, so like a week later, my funds got released. Um, I got a bunch, but I did. I put a lot back, like mutual funds and stuff like that. I put a lot back, and I got with a financial guy. Put like twenty five back and did some stuff. Um, but yeah, those dudes will show up to your door. I had oh my boy with the thirteen bitcoins. So I got really cool with him later on. And um, right now, he's uh, every day on Instagram, he's on a different boat. Oh, I can imagine. 13 yeah. Bitcoins at yeah. what, like $200? Yeah, I'm and, sure you grabbed a lot more. Oh, easily. Because well, I he's remember... Had he's had a few chances to grab a lot more. Oh, yeah, because it, it goes up, it crashes down. And then just recently, I mean, not too long ago, it almost hit 70,000 a Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. So he, and you know, and obviously once you hit it big, you're not just going to stop there. You're going to invest here. You're going to invest there. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it starts, man. Like, especially with that GameStop thing too, dude. It's, it's, I got, it's, I got a little bit of that. Little bit. I, I'm still holding like a dummy because I bought it when it was on its way up Yeah. and didn't sell. It crashed. Should have bought more, but didn't held yeah. onto it to go up. And now it's crashing again. Yeah, you can, call, you can call me paper hands, bro. I don't play these. I don't play these diamond hand games no more, bro. Yeah, it's not well, for me. 
I'm I'm over <laughs> it too. Now I'm I'm in the dividend game, so I'm just like strictly like I'm like oh Procter and Gamble. Okay, he's a little there, and he's a little here at Disney and Starbucks. All right, dividend time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I will speak on automations in the in the financial market. If you want to hear a little bit about that, let's go. What what are what's going to be implemented in that uh, way? Because I know um, there's a lot of talk about hedge funds, right? A lot of talk about these hedge funders, and I was looking into it to see like there's no way that only a handful of people have this much money executing this amount of trades in an X amount of time. Comes to find out, it's a program that they run. How yeah. is this automation being implemented into the to the biz now? All right, so nerds, I'm gonna chop you up and lace you on game. It's C plus plus. Um, it's C plus plus. It's option trading. It's very high frequency refresher rates at all times. Um, basically, they have these platforms, bro, that um, you're allowed to see like volume. You're allowed to get numbers on current trades, prices, and all like that, and you get. Yeah. You can function. You can create these functions for the this code, saying like, "Hey, when such and such volume hits or such and such overbought happens, reverse the market." And you can reverse the market with trillions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? If you sell everything you got and put it back into the market, flush it into the market, and there's some, I believe there's some stocks you can flush it back into the market and not have to have an like an actual buyer. Yeah. Um, that's when you're able to like. They're called whales, but they move the the market. Oh yeah. Sell everything, the price goes completely down. Or they sell big chunks at a time. They sell chunks, like whatever can be traded, they can start selling chunks. That's what happened with Dogecoin, AMC, and GameStop. Yeah. Trying yeah, to short good. short everything, dude. It's just it it's funny because they you know, when it was happening with GameStop, they're talking about this is manipulation of the market. It's like you've been manipulating the market this whole time. Now yeah. you want some kind of law in place to prevent from you from you being able to get away with it, but we can't get away with it. As you, a have that dude, you have that guy, Roaring Kitty. Um, he's like the big first mover. He's, he's got the, you know, 80 million on hand to go say like, all right, guys, we're going to pump games, GameStop. And you can pump and dump anything, right? You can pump and dump, yeah. you know, beginning cryptos to get it to a dollar. You can pump and dump uh, Shinu, what is it? Shiba Inu coin. Yeah. You can, you can pump that to, you know, whatever amount of cents you want to pump it to and try to get everybody to buy in so you can sell out. Um, that That is the game. That's the game. If you're a beginner trader, you're going to get played. So yeah. uh, that's just the way it is. They're, they're called wolves for a reason. I mean, Roaring Kitty, imagine him just saying like, all right, pull the, you know, pull the plug. And he just pulls the plug. What's GameStop gonna do? They've already hired like a new CEO, set up all this shit, yada yada yada. If they gotta be paying Roaring Kitty at this time to be like, yo, keep pushing this shit. Our company needs more money. You know what I'm saying? But they have like GameStop's in a whole different kind of lawsuit because they have like unaccountable shares. People that have bought like they have oversold amount of shares. Like they have like yeah, ten million shares outstanding and shit, bro. Like, it's it's a weird situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It, it, the pump and dump game is is real right now. I think mean, GameStop, AMC, a few other ones. Those pump and dumps are pretty cool. But yeah, like like I said, uh, you're gambling if you got if you if you don't have that much to be trading like that, you're gambling. Try to only buy like a few shares at a time. Yeah, I, I always tell folks, I'm like, when it comes to investing, invest money you're not scared to lose. Right. Money that you don't need right away. Like definitely do not be investing, you know, your mortgage payment, your car payment 
you know, because you obviously <laughs> need to pay that. Because bag, son, we just lost the house. <laughs> are you a winning son? I just lost all my GameStop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. But but there's folks out there that do it. You know, it's it's an addiction that they have. That yeah. like, oh, I could flip this twelve hundred easy. I could do. I could do it. And then you end up losing, you know, eleven hundred of it. And then what are you gonna do now? So oh, that was my house payment. It's like, well, why would you risk something? You know, just for yeah. a possibly a high reward, high risk, high reward, but don't risk something like that. You, you know, can do it, man, and you can't stop them, bro. It's a it's a dirty game, you know what I'm saying? But the the week will be devoured, especially in the stocks, bro. It's just um, it, it, the last year and a half have been a really crazy time. I think right now we're gonna start balancing out. I'm not really too sure on the economy, but I know that you know mortgage rates have gone back down, which they were up for a second here in Austin. This huge bubble we had, bro. My house price shot from two fifty to like four fifty in a Golly. few months. In a few months, just a few months. Everybody around me sold. No right? way. I was where, like, where I'm are not these... falling for that shit, bro. You got me. Well, where, where are these folks going? Because I have a lot of folks too. They're like, oh, my house is worth X. You know, Y. Like right now in California, dude, it's it's atrocious. Yeah. Housing market is. I mean, it's already notorious for being really, really bad. You know, because yeah. value for money you know, whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're saying like, well, I bought my house at 400,000 and someone is offering me 900,000. Yeah. So it's 500 plus yep. actual value. Yeah. So I told him like, well, if you sell your house, where are you going to go? Oh, well, I really didn't think of it that far. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 900,000 is nice. You, you Let's say they give you 900,000. You sell the house. You move out. Where are you gonna go? Nowhere every near other, that. Yeah. Every other house is not cost is nine hundred too. You're just yeah. moving moving debt to another debt. Yep. You know, if you really like the house, don't don't. Yeah. Leave. So here in Texas, here in Texas, the Austin Austin area exploded, and then the surrounding places now are exploding. So I'm in Hutto, which is like northeast of Austin, kind of east of Round Rock. That's so, where I grew up. Yeah, man. So like, you grew up in Hutto. Yeah. Um, I went to high school and graduated in Hutto. I was in Hutto. I thought you do this. We're in a neighborhood right across the street from Hutto Elementary. Which Hutto Elementary? The original one? Yeah, the original Hutto Elementary. Okay. Yeah, I lived in, uh, what was it called? Damn, it's been so long. Creek Bend. Nice. I I grew up in Creek Bend. It was uh, 1660 South. It's kind of like uh, going to where I think it's Farley Middle, where Farley Middle is now. Mm -hmm. Towards that end. Yeah, dude. I grew up in Man, Texas. Or, dude, yeah, that's that's I didn't know all that, bro. That's wild. I thought you did. That, that's why I'm like, oh, because well, when you bought the house in Hutto, I'm like, hey, you're a hippo now. Yeah, and you're like, man. yeah, hippo for life. And I'm like, yeah, bro. I, I went, I went back to the small town vibes, man. Being from Austin and then moving to Round yeah. Rock when I got older, um, yeah, I missed the small town culture kind of stuff like that. But it seems that you know Austin lost his culture. Um, Hutto is we're getting all kinds of stuff built here now. So like. It's, the, the Dude, it's, market's it's inflated. changed. It's yeah. changed. I, I, I visited uh, probably in 2017, and it's changed. I'm like, this is not even the same city. Because nope. uh, obviously, like, I graduated in 11. That's kind of like when I moved to Round Rock, too, because mm-hmm. my family came back to Cali, and I stayed behind. Uh, that's kind of like when I met you in Round Rock. I was living in Round Rock for, like, 11 to... 13 give or take i think and just from 13 to like 
17, it, it changed overnight. I mean, they got new HEB, you know what I'm saying? They got new gas stations. Like, it's all. And back yeah. in the day, it used to be a Home Depot and the Lowe's. Yep. And the so Chili's. Now, <laughs> yeah. So now they're, um, so now they're building a drive through Chipotle. The first drive through Chipotle here in Hutto. Disgusting. That's <laughs> wild. I don't know if it's a first, but it's like in our area, it'll be like Chipotle drive through. You know it's what I'm saying? Free birds, like, man. Dude. Uh, I don't like one free birds here at all. I, I love free Austin, birds. but there's one in Round Rock. They got a Jason's Deli, they just got a Southside Market barbecue. Uh, all we need is an HEB dog. You guys have it, it's right there off 685. Uh, that's technically, that's technically Huddo right there. That patch, it was like 685. And um, I don't remember the street. Are you thinking Gaddis School? Yeah, it's like Gaddis and 685. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And I think the 45 so, cuts through it too. Right. If I'm right, not mistaken. Right. So that's they, technically Huddo. They just built that HEB, but it's packed. Yeah, not at all too times. long ago. Packed not at all times. And uh it, we need another one. We need another one. But that's crazy because like I lived in Huddo from like 2006, right? And it's just like we used to have to go to like the HEB or the Walmart and HEB on 79 in Round Rock. Or the HEB on 79 in Taylor. Yep. Like, that's how far you would have yeah. to go. Yeah. And, and now it's like, oh, just go down the street. And I'm like, well, damn, man. Like, because yep. we were looking at houses this was before, like, the pandemic and stuff like that. Because uh, we wanted to, to move to Hutto, too. Because I, I, I took my wife out there. She fell in love instantly. She loved, like, we went during, like, springtime. So it was like the blue bonnets were, were blooming. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, you know, icing on the cake kind of deal. And uh, it was nice, man. It was it was good. You know, we actually stayed at the hotel right in front of Freddy's. I was like, yeah, I, re- I remember Freddy's, man. I, I hate and love that place. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, because the they're freaking good. I hate that they're like really good when you order the right stuff. Uh, yeah. Dude, they opened up one like ten minutes away from where we live here in California. Oh man. Oh, chili cheese fries with the grilled uh, onions. Oh man, say less. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> you already know, man, or the the California style with grilled onions, extra sauce, California style. I couldn't do that burger, man. I couldn't, I couldn't. You, you weren't about it, nah. I was with that, that double cheese and bacon. That was in the house. I, I would hook it up, damn, man. Like, it's <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Because every time I go, I'm just like, yeah, me, me, and me and Ray, man, used you know, this was the spot, and you know. It's just so funny how like how much has changed since then. Cause like, cause when I first started Freddy's, that's when I came over from Providence Crossings, which was like a retirement home with Cat. With Cat, yeah. I, I was I was like, I don't know if he's gonna remember, but like maybe he yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, she was a big part of my life, man. But that didn't work out so well. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I I have no idea where she's. Yeah, her dad. Her dad thought I was never gonna be anything. Motivation. Boom. Motivation. Yeah, I know. I was like, that sucks. I think I'm going to be something. So <laughs> kind of broke it off, man. Plus, she always had this little home homeboy who was always kind of brown. It was kind of weirding me out for a while. And I figured it out. It was it was a mm. homie. He was more than a homie uh, the whole ooh. time. Yeah, it'd be like that, man. Hey, man. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you, you got to go through it to get to the top. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to be Look a at you now. once. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go, man. Like, you know, you as corny as it is, you started from the bottom and 
Now oh, you're yeah. here, man. You got a beautiful family. You got a home in, in Hutto, married. You, you know, you're super successful. And I'm just, you know, it's it's good good to talk to you again, man. I'm super yeah, grateful. Man. You know what I'm saying? One automation at a time. <laughs> what one wrote one Terminator at a time. You know? One Terminator at a time. <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy, man. Yeah, I, I'm so. What was that? I was gonna say the salaries were were like crazy for like bot developer and, and chat. Bot oh, developer I could, and, I could imagine uh, that. I bet they're crazier in California, but here, you know, you're talking about like 180, 180. I'm, I'm sure. Cause the thing here, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I work in transportation. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, Cause we have a huge yard with semi trucks and all that, but with tech, it's mostly like downtown or like, even further up north, like San Francisco would be like the real hot spot oh, yeah. uh, with with like AI stuff and like that. I mean, even Google. I think Google's around there somewhere. Yeah. In like Silicon Valley, uh, so I'm sure those jobs are out there. I I wouldn't honestly would not. know. <laughs> it takes an experience to get like that 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 good pay. Uh, I'm almost there. I'm still at like data warehousing integration expert. I'm considered a senior dev, so um, I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good senior, spot. In, yeah, in senior resume. dev, and what are you like, 25 years old, dude? 27. Yeah. 20. Oh, so we're the same age. I thought you were old, uh, younger than me. No, nah, man. I was supposed to graduate in 2012. Yeah, because I graduated 11. When's your birthday? So you turned 28 this year. I turned 28 next year. Oh, because you just turned 27 yeah, in January. Yeah, yeah I turned yeah. 28 in October. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yep. 30. Man, it's been a minute, man. It's good to talk to you. Oh, hell yeah, brother. I do appreciate it, Devon and Devon. I call you Ray. I'm so <laughs> my bad. Hey, anyway. bro, no, no, just whatever comes out. I tell yeah, all my I'm, I, It's because I, I just know you as Ray. Like, like, hey, yeah. what's up, man? My name is Ray. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Let's, let's get to it. Let's make let's make these fries and let's make these uh these custard Sunday pies. You know what I'm saying? I have my name tag still. That's, that's funny, dude. Mine is so I used to have the shirt still, like. I don't know where they're at anymore. They don't fit. I can tell you that much. They don't fucking fit anymore. But dude, I used to have that hat. Remember, you used to have the um, the the tan hat for being a trainer. Oh, get that man, get that quarter dude. raise. Oh, that quarter raise, dog. I remember um, we had the worst boss in the world. We had oh, Josh. So, oh my god, is uh, he still alive? Because that that fool was just angry all the time, man. He had a, Angry, he, had a all of, he was he was funny, but if he didn't like you, he didn't like you. He just hated you if he didn't like you. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, man. Like he like I felt like he knew that like I was young enough that he could take advantage work wise. Yeah. yeah. So like and he knew I wouldn't say no. That was like the only like down thing about that was just like he knew that you know we needed work and like he's basically you're is slave. You do what he told yeah, tells he you to me, do. He took, me, he took me out, smoked a cigarette, and was like, "Get ready. I'm gonna bump you up twenty five cents." How's that now, sound? <laughs> that's a lot. But if you keep grinding like you are now, we can talk about another twenty five cents. It's like, all right, I wonder when that's gonna happen. Never happened. <laughs> he ended Never up happened. leaving. Yeah, he ended up leaving. Uh. He ended yeah. up leaving, and that's when I ran out when I left to like a new restaurant, Open Corner Bakery. That's where I went, mm-hmm. and I ended up moving to California. But that was a weird time, man. A weird good time, dark yeah. time, but nonetheless, good time. 
I mean, that's why I met you, man. So I grateful for that. And like I said, it's, it's definitely good catching up and super grateful, you know, that you took the time out of your day because you're a family man. You got a family to, you know, that you got to take oh, care of. And for sure. I can hear him screaming in the back. Right now. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's um, is, is there anything that you want to share that you're working on right now? Like any projects that you want to put out there, anything you want to share? Cause I always use this uh, as a platform for you, obviously to talk about what you like doing yeah, man. and uh, what you're involved with. So yeah, every developer has their own personal project side project. I currently am building something for streamers um, where we can kind of, build you the best process for success on like when to stream, what time, you know, the best layout on, on the way to build, you know, your following base, you know, streaming on Twitch, streaming on Facebook, streaming on YouTube, uh, whether it be like games or, or any kind of streaming platform. I haven't gone to OnlyFans yet, but uh, that is in the, in the works. Uh, just, you know, seeing when the best time to stream is and kind of get the best uh, revenue from it. So building that, that puzzle, I'm, I'm working the puzzle for people to kind of build their own success on something like that. So uh, look out for strategics.marketing. That's the website. Um, you can put that in the description out. below. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can check that out and, and uh, you know, reach out to my, my business, my LLC and we currently have the Twitter layouts for you. Uh, I think I charge like 250 for the PDF analysis on Twitter and what you should do on Twitter. Uh, currently working out the Instagram and YouTube formats. Ray for the people, everybody. Yeah, man. Shoot. Stream on. That's what's up, man. Thank you again, Ray. Do appreciate it a thousand times. Uh, once again, this is thank you again, the podcast. Thank you so much, Ray. Until next time, hope to have you again. Go, you know, talk about other things and then some. Uh, definitely won't be the last time. Thank you so much, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Wait, waiting for the part two. For sure. <laughs>